I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. Now we got Copy Loss versus Josh Fremd. Uh, it just keeps on getting downgraded. So they tried to, to make this a good card. The, the, the MMA gods decided that that is not going to happen. I, for one, am extremely upset that we don't get to see Cynthia Calvillo and Elise Reed. It's just sad times. Banger. Sad Banger. Times. Um, last week's card, I guess, not bad. I actually, I think I watched the whole thing. I wasn't paying attention during a bunch of it, but it was on at least in the backgrounds, and I was near a TV. So it's like the most MMA I've watched in, in months. Um, the the, the real question, though, is if you were you had the volume up so you could tune in to the peak MMA homophobia that was happening. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, uh, I caught some of that. That uh, was certainly a thing that happens, and... I'm sure all of the uh, fighters and corners uh, will be dealt with accordingly. Uh, And of course, by that, we mean absolutely nothing will happen and they'll be booked whenever they were going to get booked again anyway. Um, Yeah, that was, uh, wasn't quite prepared for that, but I guess that's my fault because (laughs) this is MMA and, uh, you should always be prepared for some some slurs to be thrown out on live TV, at least uh, for for Cape's. Uh, that was on pay per view. You know, you're allowed to get away with a little bit more on on pay per view. Um, but who was the other? Radke was the other one, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Whew. I'm surprised. Is he cut yet? Did he get cut? Oh no! Well, no. He he said sorry without anybody asking him to say sorries, and you know, in Dana's book, that means something. So he's a okay. Well, Dana was just you know, he's upset about all of the people in this generation being soft and and crying. So you know, he wanted to, yeah. He he wants savages in the in the UFC that. Will say anything, take what they want, and grrr. And get paid 10 and 10. Numbskull. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll go through that card. We'll, we'll go through it pretty quick. Uh, any Anything we need to tackle before that? No? Nothing? Nothing no. going on in that no. way? Um, personally, super pumped about the PFL pay-per-view division. Um, what's her face against the other face? Uh, that's it's gonna draw. It's huge. I, I thought you'd be more excited about the UFC and and uh, WWE being one officially being one thing now. I thought that was that would be higher up on uh, on your list there, Brad. But uh, I guess I'm wrong. I'm I'm ahead of the times, sir. As we'll discuss later on, when we get to the main event. Um has been the same shit for 20 years now 30 years it's, it's always been the same circus it's yeah that's that's not news but as you said it's official now what's the new company even stand for like tko what's it is some i don't, I don't think it's answering it somebody <laughs> i i hope so nice beautiful uh the the kanawaki reservation Get some money, baby. Do it. Sure. Uh, UFC 293 last weekend. We're going to run through the prelims and talk a little bit about the main card. Um, Kevin, you say goodbye. I say hello. Uh, defeats Kiefer Crosby. We're going to make a choke. First rounds. SBG stinks. Uh, even a, a fake city kickboxing guy can submit them. That's that's bad. Uh, Gabriel Miranda. First round. First minute. 
rear naked choke over Shane Young. Um, this was my night. Um, won a didn't even plan it this way. Uh, 6.9 units on this fight and on everything else combined, uh, lost 0.05. So Perfect. might as well. This could have just been the whole card, and I, I would have been fine with it. Uh, Charles Radke, decision over Blood Diamond, uh, and then drops some some homophobia in the post-fight interview. Uh, but that's not who he is, folks. Allegedly. He just says it live in front of however many people were in the building. I don't know, 15, 20 grand. Um, yeah, just, just off the cuff. You know, sometimes you, you do that. Uh, that fight sucked uh, also. Terrible. Nazareth Hackbarast, you know, decision over Landon Quinonez. Uh, Hackbarast. Um kind of stinks. Uh, Jamie Malarkey, you know, decision over John McDessie. Um, didn't hate the decision, but would have loved it going the other way. Shepe Mariscal. I've seen conflicting reports on this. Tabology has it listed as a TKO verbal tap out. But I think officially it was announced as a verbal submission. So Mariscal subbetters ended up uh, cashing in that one uh, from a little uh, awkward post on a uh, what was that uh, a haragoshi that uh, that he went for. I'm I'm bad with my my judo throws, but anyway, Jack Jenkins' arm went whoop, and uh, Chepe's Mariscal's hand went whoop, and uh, that was about that one. Um, Carlos Solberg won a unanimous decision over Mm-mm. Dabu Jung. Uh, unanimous decision, and then they were like, "Hey, you know what? Results of fights don't matter. We can just change whatever the fuck we want. It's not my fault that I suck at refing and I missed the guy tapping and let the fight go to the final bell. We can just change that, which is incredibly dumb uh, and short sighted." Uh, that's it just opens them up to so many other scenarios where something blatantly or objectively can occur in a fight and they can miss it and we'll see how fighters and corners and managers uh, go after some of those situations in the future because dumb one. Anyway, thoughts, Sean, prelims. Not much here. Like, uh, not like yeah Miranda won us the consensus awesome Shane Young is that bad other than that not too impressive of of performances on the prelims Hackbarass wins Australian so yeah Hackbarass wins 30-27 and still looks not good Malarkey questionably hard questionably wins a decision uh Mariscal was probably losing that fight but i mean it was still fairly early and alberg did what he was supposed to do um yeah would, would it surprise you that herb dean was refing that fight it would not there you go yeah uh I, it looked like under there he was trying to tap or do something but like i just not the first time a ref has missed a tap, but it's definitely the first time where they've gone back and been like, oh, 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 he actually tapped. We're going to go back in time and change the results. That's, like, that's that's instant replay, man. It happens in other sports. Come on now. So what about when a guy gets knocked out and then gets woken up by a follow-up punch, but then his corner is like hey go look at the tape the guy got knocked out this fight should have been stopped what are we doing here what's the difference between those scenarios it's it's so random because if this (laughs) happens in like the middle of the first round and the fight goes to a decision there's no way they overturn this like it's 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 the weirdest thing because i guess they only did it because it was right before the bell and they could review it because the fight stopped right away 
uh maybe they would review things if if after each round but i doubt that happens so it this seems like a one-off and we're probably never gonna see it again and it's very funny that that still happens in this sport we should never see it again yeah because it's just dumb just just dumb even gotta past, gotta I mean, be pissed if you somehow had Alberg by decision at some ridiculous number. Yeah, I had under two and a half here, so I didn't matter. The, the parlay that I was in was dead either way. It meant nothing to me. It's just I don't think it's a good idea to go back and and to be able to do that sort of stuff. So anyway, way too long on that fight. Nobody cares. Yep. Um, main card: Tyson Pedro. Uh, Making short work of the pleasure man. Just didn't didn't want to. Guess he didn't. You know, put the the cap on. Um, you know, didn't want to extend the pleasure. Just got it over with real quick. He still stinks. Isn't a striker. Um, the the fade is coming. The fade is coming. Yep, works for me. He's. The, the pleasure man decided not to grapple and turn Tyson Pedro into a K1 kickboxer. <laughs> uh, heavyweight division, Justin Taffa, minute 22 of the first round, got rid of Austin Lane. Um, watched it. Uh, there's nothing to take from that fight other than big guys tend to hit hard. Yeah, that's these. Low-level heavyweights. People get punched in the head, and some of them fall down. Uh, Manel Cap, flyweight division, gets the unanimous decision over Felipe Dos Santos. I'm glad that in the end I didn't end up betting this one, because uh, who knew what we were going to see out of Dos Santos given the youth, the break, where he trains. Um, but he that was an impressive performance from a guy coming in on short notice UFC debut uh, against a borderline title contender, at least top 10 guy in the division. Um, Just so much depth at flyweight right now. It's absolutely absurd. It's, it's wild what these like 125ers, 135ers on the regional scene come in short notice and impress uh, a lot of times still in losses, but still look really good. Just hope this is not one of those ones where he looks good in a loss and then doesn't show up the next time. He was giving Cape as as much as he could. And Cape is, of course, a, a lot more skilled. So the, the skill takes over, but he was landing some shit. He was obviously showing his chin. That was That was an awesome fight. Yes, it was. Um, it sucks because I'm probably going to have to fade him next time because he's going to be minus 400 against somebody after impressing in a loss. Um, but I think that that kid could be something decent in the future. Yep. Co-main event, heavyweight division. We got past the, the fatties, which is all I needed. And then just... Uh, some some high level heavyweight grappling from Tai Tuivasa um, looked like he'd never been mounted ever before in his life in training not not once. Man, I I was st- like I had Volkov in a parlay which which cashed, but. I, I was still worried. I was like, this is heavyweights. This is so stupid. He's been getting leg kicked. He's obviously the much, much better fighter. And he still might lose this fight because Tuivasa just keeps kicking his calf and he, he might just fall down. Uh, Tuivasa is just not good. I don't think he ever is going to be good. He's just in heavyweights. And he's got heavy hands. And when you fight guys that don't have much skills, and you punch them in the head, they fall down. That's really what it comes down to. Volkov actually has some skill. Uses his length well, but he's still not amazing because as we've seen, when when the upper echelon take him, 
down. Uh, it's it's kind of a wrap, but uh, it's Volkov still looked good, but still took a shit ton of late kicks. It feels like Volkov and Spivak probably should have fought like four times already. Yep. Um, but I don't think those guys have actually fought. Uh, nope. And that kind of seems like a decent fight for the two yep. of them next time they're over in Europe or whatever, or just throw it in Vegas. Who cares? Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was heavyweights doing heavyweight things. Um, I, I do appreciate the UFC just leaning into every Polynesian dude is Mark Hunt. <laughs> or we want every Polynesian dude to be right. Mark Hunt is, is more accurate. Because yes. um, that's what they're doing with the the Tafas and Ty and, and all these dudes. They're, uh, yeah, they're, they're looking for something. I don't quite think these guys have what they're looking for, though. Definitely not. And finally, main event. Just uh, performance of the century? Uh, Sean Strickland come, comes out there, boxes Israel Adesanya's face off for the better part of 25 minutes, picks up an easy unanimous decision, never in doubt, even in Australia. Um, and I feel bad i don't feel bad i feel ashamed that i did not bet on sean strickland in this spot um you know is he's not my favorite dude uh he's definitely a fraud so we can we can all say that he's never been any good at anything um (laughs) maybe painting his nails i don't know but uh definitely a fraud he stinks uh, nobody wants to see him come back and get a immediate title shot or come back ever for, for that sake. Um, yeah, Sean Strickland, massive underdog. What was he, like plus 1,200 to win by decision or something like that? And uh, just takes it walking away. Sean, your thoughts? 2023 is fucked, is, is my thoughts. <laughs> uh, Sean O'Malley, Sean Strickland... All these fucking Sean's are are spelt the wrong way and just absolutely crushing in 2023. And I am just Sean absolutely Brady, future champ. Don't no, he's not. I'm just absolutely donating money week after week, and these fucks are somehow winning titles. Um, Sean Strickland with basically a, a one-two forward pressure and some leg uh, checking leg kicks absolutely smoked Israel Adesanya. This absolutely (laughs) unbelievable kickboxer. It's fucking wild. Um, I I didn't even mush. I didn't mush Adesanya. I had the under. So, of course, that's why Strickland didn't finish uh, in the first round. Um, Wild to see. Fair enough. That, That, I mean... That's as close as he's got to a finish in, in a while if we if we don't get count the the fraud Madoff. Um I it was wild to see. I, I was gonna like after the second round, like it's a weird one because you know, a lot of times these these guys get absolutely rocked, their shit rocked, and then they kind of just go on autopilot and you're just like, Yeah, he was there, you know, I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give him shit for you can't give him shit for not like, you know, coming back and, and risking it and stuff like that. But he, he came back in round two and looked good. Good. Round two and round three two. were his best rounds. <laughs> and then he just, he just did not want to pull the trigger. He did not want to put at risk what he needed to do to try to finish that fight. I don't know. It was wild to see. I mean, he, he did it in the Gastelum fight. He's, he's, Ever since then, I don't know if he's really risked it when it was close. Most of his fights haven't really been close, so it, it hasn't been an issue. But 
man, when when Strickland is just like walking forward, yelling at you with his hands down with seconds left, and you're not doing anything, it's it's pretty rough to watch. And and I'm a fan of Izzy, but that is there's not really much you can say about that. Um, he he may be broken. I I'm I'm not sure. Like I, he obviously shouldn't get the rematch, the instant rematch. I think you do the the DDP versus Strickland fight. Do you give Izzy the winner? The UFC probably will because Izzy can sell some pay-per-views. That's really the only reason to do it. Uh, on merit, it definitely should be done. If if the hazmat crushes Costa, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets the next shot. I don't know if we'll ever see uh, Adesanya holding a title ever again, which is wild to think about. Go only going like two fights back, three fights back. The guys that are waiting there for him are not ideal. Not um, ideal. The weird thing to me is absolutely nobody is th- thinking about the Crystal Man for the next title shot. Even though he was the uh, the backup in case anybody missed weight. He was the backup. He just beat Strickland. Uh, since he beat Strickland, he had that ridiculous beatdown of Vittori. Like, he's looked good. He's been in fun fights the last little while. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 think I get it, that there's hype around the other guys, but... I think that's what it comes down to. Like, I don't think Cannoneer sells anything other than the just baseline of what a pay-per-view sells. And if and if the hazmat does what he should probably do against Costa, then there's going to be some hype there, and that's probably what's going to sell. A uh, come shot pay per view in the next, I don't know, twelve months, something like that. Uh, if he's headlining, it's going to do like maybe two hundred thousand buys. People are shockingly over-representing or over-inflating how popular he is. I, It's a weird MMA flash in the pan. He's going to be a triple champion type of thing, but nobody, nobody in real life cares about this his, dude. His hype, he had a lot of hype, and it just kind of sizzled. And... Because it was the he, stupidest hype train ever. People watched I know. him fight for 40 seconds and they were like, oh, it's, he's the greatest ever. I understand that. But if he if he built on that, it, it could have been something. I still think it probably can be something. But when you don't fight, there's no hype. Like there's yep. there's some like, oh, like a little bit of, oh, he could do something. But there's, that's not real hype. You need You need to fight and do the things that you've, done in the past but when you don't fight whatever reason it is then that hype just kind of goes away but you know if he if he puts in work against costa in in abu dhabi i think that hype train could could get rolling again i'm gonna start calling him the swedish gregor gillespie (laughs) that's that's pretty good he could be something, man. I believe if he just fights, if he's active. Nah, this dude doesn't. What what could have been? Gregor Gillespie, what could have been? Mm-hmm. Also, exactly. fuck Str- Sean Strickland for for losing to Alex Pereira and costing me a fuck ton of money and then beating Izzy like two fights later. Like, fuck you, man. You could have made the money back. I'm aware of that. <laughs> Um, for the records, I, I'm trying to give people a a window into the future, Sean. We've said this many times on the prediction shows. I'm always like a year too soon on the breakout fighters, on the champs. Um, 2022 predictor of the middleweight champion of the world. It's on record, folks. Sean Strickland, this guy called it. Um, it still counts. I feel like when you go that far off the board at the time, 
you got to get some bonus points for that. That's uh, the the horn must be tooted on that one. Ay, ay, ay. That's fucking <laughs> wild to read. Yeah, you did have Strickland. You also picked Pereira this year, which, uh, yeah, it was, it, it had some life at some point, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like to have fun with it. The best part. Who cares about being right on that show? No. Nobody gives Fair a enough. shit. Uh, on, on the real, though, Izzy needs to take some time off. Uh, I know. Nobody, a champion has not fought as much as him, and it's hard to do against every single contender. So take some time off, let the division sort itself out, come back and make some money, and then if he loses again, maybe that'll be it. Very much on board with that. As much as I don't care for Izzy, he has been incredibly active, uh, which you, you love to see out of guys. Um at least until they start uh, getting paid closer to what they're worth. But uh, yeah, take, take a little bit of time off and then come back and I don't know, lose to Jermayev again <laughs> <laughs> or, or Strickland. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It, those are just like, obviously the, the wrestlers we always kind of assumed not great matchups for him, but why maybe some of the strikers too five so rounds rank. did not even shoot once and outstruck him for 25 minutes imagine what the diamond cutter would do to that dude ddp <laughs> just is he got out while the the getting was good obviously uh anyway that was ufc 293 coming up ufc noche um, bienvenidos means welcome. Uh, completely out of context, but whatever. Uh, women's flyweight title at the top of the card. That's why it's not on pay per view, probably. <laughs> Grasso Shevchenko, the rematch. Dos. That is correct, sir. Exactamundo. Uh, 11 fights on this card it's on ESPN or something probably no it's on ESPN plus it's not even on big ESPN (laughs) okay I'm actually if they put cards like this on ESPN plus like I'll tune into that that's very much an ESPN plus worthy card Uh, anyway they're headlining there was a bunch of stuff that got canceled as Sean already ran down. I can't remember if that was before we came on on the air or uh, during. I think it was during. It was during. But we've got 11 fights left. Um, I can just scroll in through these fights. I can see why Lance did not show up this week. <laughs> uh, we've got a uh, almost 40% women's fight rate. Uh, which is above his threshold. Uh, we've got to to up the uh, the per diem uh, if he's uh, if he's going to come and record a show like this, and just didn't happen. So unfortunately, you guys are stuck with the Canadians again. Sean, you won more than one bet last week. I did, and I still <laughs> somehow lost multiple units. What the fuck? <laughs> You got to learn how to sell like a tout. You won more uh, than one bet last week. It was a successful week. We're going to continue to build the momentum. Let's go. Gotta have the, the vibes here. Um, we're going to kick it off. And I know you have strong feelings about Josephine Knudsen taking on Marnik Mann. Is it actually Marnik? It's not like supposed to be Marnie and that's a typo or something. She's from the U.S., so that doesn't make sense. Well, where in the U.S.? Because there's a pretty good chance that her parents can't read. Montana? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Can't read, can't read. What's the literacy rate in Montana? Like 32? That's tough. That's tough. Uh, This this is terrible. Um, 
Knudsen is minus 800 at some at some shops. Um, her by decision is minus 110. If you are degenerate, you need action on every card. Play her by decision. She's fit, she's went to decision five out of six times. Uh, yeah, she's she's probably going to decision this chick. The other chick is terrible. This is all terrible. Take decision minus one ten. Um, did you see that the Marnik's uh, nickname is the Sawed Off Savage? It's exactly yeah. what Dana White is looking for. Savages. She should just be able to go out there and take it because she's a savage. Um, Dana White is looking for bodies that are living, (laughs) and she is one of those. So that's what he's looking for. Um, I have no opinion on this fight. I know that Josephine like just fought on Contender Series, right? Yep. I didn't watch it. Um, Smart. She obviously won uh, and got signed because if you win on a contender series, you get signed. Uh, But man, like, this is a real high price for somebody that hasn't done anything. What's uh, Marnik by decision? Plus (laughs) 750, Sean. That's that's creeping into just auto bet territory. I don't... I'm going to do it. Don't care. It's going to be small. Maybe round robin stuff. But I would be remiss if I did not do that. Lightweight division. Charlie Campbell. Alex Reyes. These sound like the dudes. If you're playing UFC, like the video game, you're doing the career mode. Like 10 years down, these are just the auto-generated names that, that pop up. Um are these dudes completely interchangeable? Uh, yes, for the most part. Um, <laughs> Alex Reyes fought Mike Perry in 2017 and hasn't fought since. Why? Excuse me? Why is he in the UFC? Why is he fighting again? This is just stupid. He is 30. He's been trying to come back, bro. He tried to fight Trevor Peak and then Natan Levy and people just keep withdrawing. They don't want to fight him. They're scared. I, I get that. I, I get that. He he still was supposed to fight. So he fought Perry in twenty seventeen. He was, I guess, scheduled to fight uh the nasty rat in, in twenty eighteen, then did not even get a boat booked until twenty thirteen. <laughs> Five years off. Um yeah, I, d- I don't know who Charlie Campbell is. I will still pick him, uh, even if he is an absolute huge favorite, because the guy he's fighting doesn't seem like a real fighter if you haven't fought in six years. Um, how old is this, this Reyes fella? 36. 36. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go into this fight under the assumption that he's like, fuck it, I got one shot. I'm going to do all of the steroids that I can afford. I'm going to come back looking like... He's, you know, remember when Jessica Penne was like 47 years old and came back after her steroid suspension? She was just like, I'll do different steroids then. <laughs> fuck you guys. Um, that's, that's what Alex Reyes is going to do. Um, we're going to... No, I can't justify betting the dude, but... If I was betting anything in this fight, it would be the plus 350 underdog to probably, I don't know, get a win by knockout. I don't know how he normally wins fights because why is this on a UFC card? <laughs> Just like, whatever. Moving on. Yep. Um, next up, women's flyweight division. Canada pound for pound number seven, Jasmine Jazudavicious taking on Tracy Cortez. Uh, and I urge you to not click on the comments on like any Tracy Cortez picture that you see on the old Twitter machine. Um, 
MMA fans are <laughs> weird, man. Yeah. Anyway, this fight is happening. The over two and a half is like minus 400 at its cheapest. It's like minus 450 in a lot of places. That is what we are in for on Saturday. Um, both of them like to grapple. Um, do you take the 36-year-old Canadian? Or sorry, 30, 34-year-old Canadian. Um, spring chicken. Spring chicken. Uh I'll I'll pick the underdog. This is probably a close fight. It probably goes to split decision. Um, you're probably not even going to get a good price on on split decision, Brad. Damn it! And this is like a pick 'em. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. This is this is the worst kind of fight. It's a pick 'em. I don't care, so I don't know or have an opinion on who's going to win. The over is minus a billion, so you know it's going to be 15 minutes. Uh, this is just this is a dog walk fight through and through. That's that's what it is. Um, a lot of these are dog walk fights. If we're true, like true. I am. I'm scrolling up the cards, and I'm. We'll figure out where I'm going to tune in uh, when we get there, but we're not there yet, folks. Uh, men's flyweight division. Edgar Chavez, the chairman, taking on Daniel Lacerda. The I've got three minutes of gas, and then I quit, man. Huh? There, there can't be many fighters that go zero and four. And still have a job. Um, the savage. He, he he is a savage. The, the his his fights are fun for the most part. He, he gets smoked in most of them. Um, and he's facing a guy that looked better than we thought in a loss. So it's a tough one. Uh, I'll pick the Dubronx guy. That's I I don't know. How good Cherez is. Um, I know it's he's Mexican. This is Mexican Independence Day, but the, the guys, there it is. And <laughs> the one guy might be zero and four with basically not even getting out of the, you know, not even hitting the third round, getting finished in all of them. But should be fun while it lasts. He seems to be dangerous in the early rounds. Oh, yeah. Early round. Round, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, like, I I feel like I kind of want to take a, a shot on Lacerda early props. Um, like, the, the money line isn't great. Uh, but a guy that fights like he does... And you can get, god damn it, the prices are somewhere, but three twenty five round one. Yeah, it's way better. He's not winning in round two or round three, um, but it just gives me some pause because Tatsuro Tyra is pretty good, and he wasn't able to get this guy out of there. So, like, is Lacerda really gonna be able to? It's kind of unlikely, uh, but maybe we'll we'll find something. Uh, the round props. If we switch it up to round one sub or something like that, we might have a uh, a solid price on old Lacerda, Daniel Da Silva. Just wait, is that real? Betway sub plus nine hundred. No, that's that's what it says. That's Just what it says. Are we, are we logging in to confirm this? Or... De Silva round one sub at Bet Online plus 1200. Now we're talking. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, he's got more subs on his record than he's got KOs. Yep. And uh, the chair dude, he's got more sub losses. Like, he's never been TKO'd. He's Mexican. Um, but he's been subbed twice, so... 900. 900 at Betway, confirmed. Yeah. I think, 
I, I talked myself into into something here. Lacerda, early, round one sub maybe at 12, but like probably just take the nine at that point. Don't get too greedy. Yep. Um, and then you get to watch him gas and lose in, in round two. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Anyway, we're moving on. What are we moving on to, you ask? The middleweight division. The middlest, the middest of all divisions. Uh, and we have a fight that really speaks to that in Roman Copypop taking on Josh. You've got a framed in me. Terrible. Uh, Copyloff has, has cost me some money recently. I, you know, this is, this is happening in, in a, in a bunch of fighters where I see them. They look fucking terrible. They look like they have big holes in their games. And they can still beat some really other low-level guys. Uh, Fremt did not look good against Pickett. I lost money on that. I bet Pickett. That's fine. It was a big number, and I. it is what it is. Fremt is not good. Kopilov should kill him. Of course, this is going to be the spot where I don't fade Kopilov and he loses. I'm not going to bet for him, so it's not going to cost me money, but I still feel sad when he loses, but he should kill this guy. Um, yeah, probably. Like, normally, or early copy love, I would have been like, yeah, this dude can't wrestle at all. He's just going to get taken down and submitted. But, like, wrestling hasn't looked horrible lately. Good enough um, against this level of competition. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Fuck, like, Carl Roberson took you down and submitted you. It's, it's hard to forget stuff like I that. know. I know. <laughs> Believe me. Uh, but I, uh, I, I really think he is able to control this one. He's been using his striking well to keep guys at distance, and Fremd is... Just like nothing special about him, he'll, he'll sneak out some wins every now and then. But old turtleneck, old turtleneck, Josh Fremd, uh, Wes's favorite. Um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think this is something I'm interested in betting at any of these prices. Even like the, I guess maybe the under. If uh, if Kopilov's grappling isn't any good and Frem gets him down, that's a possibility. Or if it stays on the feet, I think Kopilov's probably going to light him up. Not great. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, I, I think I'm just I'm just passing on that one. I'm trying to find stuff here, folks. I'm trying. Struggle. Struggle. Uh, before we move on to the next fight, I just got to circle back to old Daniel Lacerda. Uh, his nickname, Miojo. What do you think it means in Portuguese? Or, like, it's Portuguese, what do you think it means in English? You're never going to get this. Not even close. Miojo. I got nothing, Brad. Come on. What you got? Ramen noodles. No, come on. Yeah, the man's nickname is Ramen Noodles. Uh, and it's because I assume you put the, the noodles into the boiling water, you only need like three or four minutes, and then they're done. If you keep them in there, it's over. It's, so it says right on the package, do not overcook. And we know what happens yeah. when he gets overcooked. It's over. Yeah, great nickname, though. I love it. It's got layers to it, I think. I'm not sure if they thought about it as much as I have, uh, but <laughs> there's something there. I, I appreciate it. Anyway, women's strawweight division. Elise Reed, she of the no, I'm not facing Yasmin Lucido. No, I'm not facing Cynthia Calvillo. I'm now facing Lupi Gonzalez, who previously was supposed to be facing Sam Hughes. So I don't think anybody cares about any iteration of those matchups of people that I just named. Uh, Sean, are we betting this in any way, shape, or form? No. Uh, 
I think the Mexican Godinez shows up, not the Canadian. Um, so she probably wins, but Elise Reed is terrible. But laying minus 450 on Lupita Godinez is asking for trouble. So I would just stay away. There's there's not much to bet on this card, but probably still stay away from laying minus 450 on low-level women's fights. I mean, over two and a half is only minus 200. Like, these these women don't really finish fights. So that seems like a, a, a cheaper way to go about this than laying minus 450 on Godness. I agree, um, but I've seen Elise Reed try to grapple, and she got submitted by like the just a little tiny uh, tie fighter that everyone is. Is that is that look boom me? Yeah, uh, she got out grappled handily and submitted by her. So I know it's a lot to ask, <laughs> but if. Lupita Godinez even thinks about shooting, uh, she's going to win this fight by submission quickly. Mm. But can't trust her to do that. She never does what she's supposed to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not, unless this one line that I'm looking at right now is Gamby. way, way off. Can be. <laughs> Can be book plus 390. <laughs> 390 sub. I mean, that seems like what I should take. If that's real, I will check if it is. Uh, other than that, we're, we're going to have to pass again because, yeah, yeah it's, it's probably over, like you say. Main card now. Oh, goodness. The big stuff. Canadian Kyle Nelson. Going in to assert our northern dominance over Mexico by facing Fernando Padilla, who did a Julian Arosa thing to Julian Arosa last time. This feels like a step down. Why? Why is Padilla fighting Nelson after beating Arosa? Like I know Arosa was coming off the Caceres KO, but Kyle Nelson is not good. I don't think Padilla is that good, but his offense is decent. The defense is going to catch up to him. Uh, Kyle Nelson is not really the guy to to take advantage of that. Um, Kyle Nelson doesn't, for the most part, get finished. He's durable as fuck, so... It's gonna be interesting. I mean, I guess that'll that'll test Padilla's, uh, you know, gas tank and stuff like that. But Padilla probably wins. Probably gets him out of there late. Maybe you look at Padilla like round three or something like that. Um, looks like that is it's like plus a thousand at at old Candy Book, plus eight hundred at some other places. That's not terrible, because I don't think he just wipes the floor. Nelson is pretty tough, but he should get him out there just based on the, the skill gap in offense. Um, I think uh, I'm going to have to go a little a little homer on this one. Oh, shit. And Kyle Nelson is going to show <laughs> that Canadian grappling is superior to Mexican grappling in this one. Um, gonna get some takedowns, and we're gonna see what Padilla looks like when he's not knocking out a very knockoutable guy in the first two minutes of a fight. Um, I don't think he's fought a lot of great fighters in his career, and he's got a lot of decision wins and losses on his record. So I, I think we're getting some distance in this one, as you said. Nelson's very durable. Uh, I think the over. Uh, oh, that's that's not a real place. Cloud bets <laughs> doesn't count. No. Um, no. What's the uh, over one and a half is like minus one forty, minus one fifty in this fight. Yep. Uh, I think that's going to happen, and then 
Nelson by decision is 550. Um, I think that's kind of kind of crazy in this spot. So I'm going to take a little Kyle Nelson here. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're creeping towards some bets. Creeping. Still not out of the part of the card where we're going to watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> lightweight division, Daniel Zellhuber taking on Christos Iago. Sean, Iago, legend. Friend of the analysis. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Uh, this this price seems a bit wide, in my opinion. I I don't think Zell Huber is is that good. Um, Yago has only lost to very good guys in the UFC. Um, I think I had him by sub or something against Ricky Glenn. And then he just knocks him the fuck out. Or I think I, or I might've had Glenn in the last fight and he just gets washed by Iago. I did not see that coming. Um, so of course now I'm, I might throw some money on Iago and, and then he's going to get beat by this pretty much no namer. Um, yeah, I think, I think Iago can, can kind of mix up the grappling and, and make this a, a closer fight. Um, push it to a decision, and then who knows what the fuck happens. So, you know, plus 220, I, I don't think it's a, a terrible spot to to throw some money on, on Iago. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, this uh, Zell Huber fella, I don't know, I, I liked him more than I should have coming off Contender Series and then looked very bad against Trey Ogden and looked... I don't know, decent against Lando Venata. Um, but a washed Venata. <laughs> I was going to say, Venata didn't throw anything in that fight, so it, it's hard to tell how impressive that one actually was. Um, yeah, I just I don't think a lot of him at this point, and I think that Iago's at least going to come out there and go for it early on. Usually has success against guys, and against this guy who has shown that he's can be uh, out-volumed in the past. I think that's something that Iago can do, probably mix in a little bit of grappling too. So Iago, Iago decision, which I, I know that he doesn't have the greatest cardio, so that's, uh, that's pushing it a little bit. But plus 750 for him by decision also seems kind of interesting because I think uh, Zellhuber can – Take a little bit of punishment as well. Moving on up to the Bantam division. Something called Terrence Mitchell. Um, never fought in the UFC, right? Like, I'm he, not just... He, I, he did, did fight. He fought? In, yes. He did. Wow. Did he win? No. He He only fought, like... Three months ago. <laughs> oh, he fought uh, one of the, the South African lads. Yeah, and got smoked. Gotcha. Uh, I think they're probably bringing him in to get smoked again, wouldn't you say? Yeah, this, this is a setup. The, the chin. Yeah, the, the chin, the face, the everything that is uh, Raul Rosas <laughs> Jr. Um this this is a setup fight. Uh, Terrence Mitchell is is kind of a, a guy that you know wants to grapple as well, um, so he's gonna want to you know do that against Rosas, and that's what Rosas wants. So um, Mitchell does have a seven inch reach advantage. This would be hilarious if he somehow loses it. I'm obviously going to take Mitchell and Toutmaster because plus 550 is is just so tempting. Um, I I might get bored and throw some money. Like, Rosas Jr. is is not good, and I don't think he's ever going to be good. This is a, as easy as it gets in the UFC. It could still happen. He could still lose it. Um, I, I agree. Once you said tear bear, I was starting to swing your way. 
Um, <laughs> so a classic, absolutely classic, classic nickname. Um, man, I, it, I, I'm interested to see because Mitchell is comfortable grappling and most guys that Rose's face faces are not. Um, and that's why he's had so much success interested to see what happens when he fights a guy who wants to grapple with him. Uh, yeah. Like, even if like, do we a... know what Rosas jr. Can do off his back? Like, is, is he just going to easily, you know, sweep or easily triangle this guy? I arm bar him. It's, it's possible, but if, if, you know, he is a jujitsu guy, so I would hope that he has some defensive skills while he's on top and then it gets interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm definitely not betting Rosas. I'm kind of thinking over one and a half here. Because mm. if it's just going to turn into a grappling match and he doesn't immediately get the dude back and choke him out, over one and a half is like plus 200. Jesus. Higher than plus 200, 200 in this fight in a weight likely grappling match. So I don't know. That, that yep. kind of seems like a. Uh, a very likely kind of scenario. I like it. Co-main event. Jack Della Maddalena, an Australian, who there was just an Australian card. He's not on that card, but he's in Vegas on this card. <laughs> um, taking on Kevin Holland. Call Big Mouth apparently is the thing now. <sighs> this should be interesting. Um, as you said, like I, I guess Madalena just stuck around in Vegas. You know, he he had the Brady fight that fell out. He got the guy on late notice. The fight ended up a lot closer than what the odds said. What I think most people thought it was going to be. Maybe that guy he fought is actually decent. I don't know. I think Madalena has he definitely has some holes in the game. The the offense is is very good. The defense is is questionable. He hasn't really got tested um too too much because the the guys that he fights for the most part fold when he hits them. Kevin Holland can can take an ass beating pretty well. Um he he only really got kind of smoked out of there when he gets when he got subbed but man he took an ass whooping from from steven thompson for for a solid four rounds um i think we're gonna see what jack della madalena's cardio is gonna look like i think kevin kevin holland at, at 170 is pretty damn good uh i know Kiesa is is an old washed man, but that's still impressive to just wipe him out in in two and a half minutes. Um, Kevin Holland has pretty damn good power at one seventy. Um, it's I I think he's he's a pretty good fighter at this weight class. I know he has some holes, but I don't think JDM is is the guy that's going to uh, exploit those holes when it comes to the grappling. So this is going to be a stand-up fight. Holland's going to test that chin. I think he's going to test that cardio because he's going to stick around. I think that Holland's got a good chance at, at beating him and, and possibly knocking him out if he catches him clean. So I'm, I'm going to be betting Kevin Holland. Uh, it's almost plus 140. I think that is pretty crazy. Uh, I know Madalena's got steamed in the last couple of days, but uh, I'm going to be on the other side, and we're going to see what happens. I'm with you. The vibes. Uh, I think the kids say they are immaculate. Yeah. Um, we're we're on a roll. We're building, and Jack Madalena. Lots of questions about this fella. Uh, and lots of questions about this fella when he has to go through some shit. Because uh, we saw it a little bit in the last fight against uh, Half-Ass. Um, now we get it against Full-Ass. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a whole lot more interesting this time. 
Uh, obviously, Holland is going to present some range issues that uh, Madalena hasn't dealt with a lot before, especially at, at this level. Uh, and it, it's going to get interesting if these guys get into the clinch because I always find that Holland's pretty underrated from the clinch and could even choose to grapple Madalena in this spot if he wants to. He probably doesn't. Uh, but I think it would be a smart idea if he did, because he is a way better grappler. Mix it up. Spot. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and if he at some point forces Madeline to shoot on him, uh, I think he probably immediately subs him. Uh, I think it's going to be like guillotine, darts, something like that, that he's just going to wrap up. Um, so, I think there's a lot of ways for Holland to win. I'm going to take him as well. Consensus. Better the week. Where, where we got that? Plus 139. Bet online. Let's go. We're going on a streak. Going streaking. Uh, one in a row right now. That is correct. Just make it two. Just just the one. Um, yeah. So all time uh, consensus bets. One and oh. Perfect. Undefeated record. Main event. Women's flyweight division. The rematch. Pride of God damn it, Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Yeah. Uh, but also Peru, question mark, taking on the pride of Mexico. Uh, so is Mexico better than Kyrgyzstan and Peru combined, Sean? Uh, and if not, why do you hate Mexico? <laughs> I think just the results of this fight are going to be more interesting than what happens in this fight. The reason is I just have a lot of questions going into this fight. Like Shevchenko was losing the stand-up. I know she she outstruck her numerically, but Grasso somehow was landing the, the harder shots. Shevchenko had to grapple. It seemed like she was kind of slowing down because of the grappling later on in the fight, and then she just got caught in that sub. Um, Shevchenko at 36 now at a smaller weight class. I don't know. Has, has, has someone caught up to her? It's it's a possibility. Um, I didn't think we, we would be saying that just because of how good she is and how terrible, for the most part, most of the women's <laughs> divisions are. But... Um, I think Shevchenko is going to have to grapple and is she going to be able to grapple for at least three rounds to win three rounds on the judges scorecards? That's not the easiest to do. I, she couldn't really get that much offense going once she got, uh, Grasso down. It's an interesting fight in that way. I don't think it's going to be interesting to watch in my opinion, because I don't know. It's, I don't enjoy either of these fighters. I'll probably pick Grasso and in, in Master. I don't think I'm going to better. I think I'm going to play the over. Uh, over three and a half in a parlay or just over four and a half straight. Um, I think Shevchenko's going to have to grapple, and and I don't think she's going to be able to sub her. And if, if Grasso's winning, it's, you know, not getting grappled too much and, and striking, and I don't think she's going to knock her out. So... Uh, I do think that was kind of a fluke finish, the the one that she got last time. I think this is going to go to decision, and it's probably a, a pretty close fight. And I'll pick Grasso and Doubtmaster. Yeah, the the first one was kind of like the lame cousin of the Weidman-Rockhold thing, where Weidman threw the stupid kick, and then Rockhold took his back and took like three decades him. off his life, <laughs> and then Herb let him take another two later on for no good reason. Um, that one was, that was fun. I should go back and watch that fight. I haven't seen that in a while. Um, anyway, on this one, I kind of think we just see what the first one was turning into. And that's Shevchenko getting takedowns, not doing a lot with them, having a lot of top control, winning a decision. Uh, as long as she doesn't gas, I, I think she can continue doing that for another round or two uh, and not do anything completely stupid. So I think it's 
going to be kind of a boring Shevchenko decision, um, which is like every Shevchenko decision. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I don't know, plus 175. I, I don't know that that's enthralling me, calling me to bet on uh, Shevchenko. But I, I think Sean's right. You're, you're looking at the the over in the spot um, and probably not the most thrilling end to your evening. Sorry. I didn't book it. We do suck. I agree. Um, <laughs> we, we should win more bets and lose fewer bets. That's going to be my strategy moving forward. I'm trying. Uh, start starting next <laughs> week. Not this yeah, week. Not this week. It's too soon for that sort of stuff. Uh, we took a little bit too long to break down this card, uh, but we did it. We'll try and be better next time. And uh, I don't know, Sean, better start playing the intro because I don't have I don't have the filler this week. Not even any lacrosse this weekend, Sean. What are we what are we gonna do? Blue Jays suck. Balls back. I don't. I know. I wish I could love football as much as people seem to love football. We love you guys for listening. Come back next week.